a dozen years of pure ineptitude. The New York Jets will not be going to the playoffs for a 12th straight season. They did not show up in Seattle, getting their doors blown off 23 to six. They should have just stayed in East Rutherford. What a pathetic, lifeless, utterly disgraceful performance from the offense, from the coaching staff, from Mike White, from everyone and anyone. The Jets were just terrible. We react to the loss in Seattle, the Jets not making the playoffs, and everything in between. Just Jets podcast host and Jets YouTuber Matt O'Leary will join me, and Kaz will join us from Seattle as Geno Smith indeed delivered the knockout punch of the Jets season. It's all coming up next on a Happy New Year slash depressing New Year edition of Gangs All Here from the New York Post and it's presented by Tri-State Cadillac Dealers. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Oh, welcome, welcome, welcome back to Gangs All Here, our New York Jets podcast from the New York Post. This episode of Gangs All Here is presented by Tri-State Cadillac Dealers. Visit your Cadillac showroom Today, Matt O'Leary, Jets YouTuber and Just Jets podcast host, will be co-hosting the first segment with me in just a few minutes. And later in the show, my co-host Brian Costello will stop by for a few minutes before he heads to the airport to react to what he just saw in Seattle. And he wrote the headline, Gino Smith delivers the knockout punch to the Jets season. This will be a therapy session for everyone free of charge as we vent here. The Jets... Lose 23-6 in Seattle. Matt will join me in a minute to talk about it, but uh, he will watch me react. It's hard for me to fume because it almost like from kickoff till the end, I mean, it was so lifeless that from the start to the end, you were lifeless for three hours where it's not like they were life and then they died in the end. It was just three hours of misery. The Jets lose 23-6 in Seattle to Geno and the Seahawks. Their fifth straight loss, they go from 7-4 and four to 7-9. and nine. They'll finish under 500 for a seventh straight season. They will enter the season finale with the game meaning absolutely nothing for a seventh straight season. And most frustratingly, their NFL high drought of missing the playoffs has now reached 12 straight years. That's right. A dozen years of ineptitude, futility, and not reaching a goal that, you know, every team sets for their team at the start of the season, make it to the postseason. We're not asking for a trip to the Super Bowl. Just playing a goddamn playoff game. They try to reel us back in. We were the bass fish. We were getting reeled in. The football gods gave us all the results we needed going into New Year's Day. Win two, Patriots lose one, playoff drought over. Simple. Saturday night, I had it locked up. Me and my buddy, we had the house ready. Miami set up next week. Oh, South Beach, it's going to be beautiful. But the football gods reminded us to start 2023, a new year, that this was the same old Jets. 
This team didn't show up in Seattle at Lumen Field. Robert Sal's team is ready to play at Loser Field because they look like losers. A lost team, a team that was a shell of the 7-4 team we were rejoicing on Thanksgiving weekend. We enjoyed Thanksgiving leftovers to the tune of a 7-4 record, a playoff spot, and mapping out, oh, who are we going to play in January? Are we going to go to Buffalo? Are we going to go to Kansas City? Maybe Baltimore, Cincinnati? What city? Do we get a road trip? Am I going to ride Spirit? Am I going to ride American United? Maybe I'll get a deal on Southwest now that they're down the crapper. But on New Year's Day, we were hungover, parched because of a 12-year drought that feels like we're in the Sahara with no water in sight. No touchdowns, six points, zero turnovers from the defense, zero wins in the month of December, zero wins in January, and zero meaning for next week's game in Miami. Robert Sal was outcoached by Pete Carroll. Mike White had nothing out there. Michael Fleur's play calling sheet consisted of lyrics to Nickelback's worst songs of all time. It left a bad taste of something in your mouth. Yes, that's the title of Nickelback's worst song. The Jets saved one of their worst performances for the time that it mattered most. This Jets team, New Year's resolution, just end the season. It's another year without a trip to the playoffs. It comes and goes. The Jets went from four to seven wins, just as I predicted before the year. Seven wins. Yippee. But the hope of progress and positivity is toast. Just like your champagne toast Saturday night with your loved ones. Except this toast is more like the burnt one when you left the turkey in the oven too long. The Jets Thanksgiving weekend, seven and four turkey. It was left in the oven for six weeks too long. And now the season's over. And we leave this season with a question. We really hope we would have had an answer to when it was all said and done. Who is the Jets franchise quarterback? It sure as hell ain't on this roster. It's not Zach Wilson. It's not Mike White. It's not Joe Flacco. It's not Chris Strebler. It's a good question to ask. Joe Douglas, Sala, and the Jets as they enter the offseason needing to answer it. And that will be the determinant of the Jets ending their NFL-long dozen-year playoff drought. And if they don't go out and find that guy, we just might be waiting more years than many of us Jets fans could take at this point. Jake Brown here, Gangs All Here podcast. Let me bring in, after you heard my soliloquy, Matt O'Leary, at Matt O'Leary NY on Twitter host of the Jets Jets podcast. If you're watching on video, you see it in the background. You could subscribe to his YouTube page. Matt, you heard my rant. Take over the mic and let me uh, let me get your thoughts. And Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year to you as well. I don't know how to follow that up. You said everything so perfectly right there because it's just the frustration that's building up here after, as you said, losing five straight games. At one point, not that long ago, we were dreaming about finally ending that playoff spot. And now just a few weeks later, it's back to the same old, what we do best plan for quarterback mock draft, free agency, question marks all around this team. It's crazy what a couple of weeks can do. And it's super sad that this is where we're at right now talking about this team when it doesn't feel like all that long ago, it was, wow, this team is way overachieving there. They've arrived there ahead of schedule. Not the case. They're going to finish with seven or eight wins, which is where 90% of Jet fans predict them to finish this year. How did you feel Sunday? Like this team just didn't show up. It's almost like they thought it was maybe an eight o'clock game or they thought the game was in San Francisco or another city. I mean, 
from start to finish. Like you almost felt like you, you were in it technically It was 17, six, you come out of second half with the ball, but like from start to finish, this offense had nothing, Matt. And, you know, I'm curious you as a fan, like me, like what were your emotions in this game? Yeah, it was extremely deflating because they never got off the bus immediately right from jump street. You had the huge run from Kenneth Walker on the first play of the game. They go right down the field. They score next jets possession, Mike white interception. It kind of just felt early on. Oh man, this is going to go off the rails, but it's embarrassing because this is essentially the third week in a row where it's like, Hey, this is a must win game against Detroit. It felt that way. They lost. Somehow things start to break right. And you're like, okay, well, and now against Jacksonville, hey, still somewhat, uh, you know, still somehow alive. Lose that one. Things break right again on Christmas Day. You have 10 days to prepare. I think that's what really bugs me the most about this one, Jake, is that they had the extra couple of days and still came out flat, whether it was the defense, the offense not doing nearly enough. I mean, they haven't scored a touchdown now in weeks. It's just it was a flat out embarrassing performance and it doesn't sit right with me here on New Year's Day. Yeah, and I think a big turning point in this game for me, Matt, was third and four. I mean, second quarter, four minutes left. You're still in this game. They dial up a draw play. I mean, just a terrible play call. And then, yes, Garrett Wilson got to got to catch that fourth down ball. And I get that. I mean, he's the Jets wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Garrett Wilson. So I can't hate on him for one drop. Third and four running the football in a run game that has been non-existent for weeks and was continued to be, you know, attempted every single first down in sight, run it up the middle, run it up the middle. I mean, the creativity was pitiful and Mike White was terrible too, but I thought that was a big turning point, Matt, just that play call. And then obviously the drop and you kind of felt in that moment, like, I don't know if this offense has anything today. Yeah, that's an unserious play call on third and four. Like, if you're serious about going in and winning that game, you're not running a draw on third and four. And, and, and to go for it, and he, he schemes something open, and then your best offensive player right now, Garrett Wilson, drops it on fourth down. It was kind of just you shrug your shoulders and go, okay, I guess it's going to be this kind of day today. But, yeah, I don't know how that was the, the call from Mike LaFleur in that spot. That was bad. Colby Parkinson and Tyler Mabry. They sound like Lieutenant Colonels in 1747. I mean, what? Two touchdowns to guys you don't hear of. It's not like Geno carried the Seahawks to victory. I mean, two unknown guys. One guy, I think it was his first career catch, correct? His first NFL grab is a touchdown to send the Jets home. Like, it's just mind-blowing that they didn't lose to Tyler Lockett. You know, they lost to Kenneth Walker on the first play for 60 yards, which, you know, left a, something bad in your mouth as I referenced the Nickelback song. I've actually never heard that song. I just Googled Nickelback's worst song, and that came up. And on top of that, I got to say this. This is like such a meaningful game for both teams. And we got, and no disrespect to these two guys, because I'm sure they're good. You know, the professional broadcasters are good, but we got Chris Myers and Robert Smith delivering us the snooze fest of all snooze fest broadcast on new year's day in a, you know, must win game. Like just, Oh, on top of the game, Matt, the broadcast crew was atrocious. Yeah, it was it was a tough listen to there were there are multiple moments, whether it was I believe there was uh, a Mike White sack where someone blew. I forget who it was on Seattle blew past George Fant and White had zero time to react. And they're like, oh, you got to be able to feel the the pressure coming off that side. Meanwhile, like Fant was 
two and a half seconds delayed to, of reacting off the ball on the snap. And it's just like, what? And Gino almost throws an interception and they're like, oh, I, I love his pocket presence there. You know, if that ball is just a little bit lower, that could have been a, it's like, what are we doing here? It's just added to the fuel to the fire of the frustration that was this game today. I mean, you had to really shut the TV off on the product, but then you had to mute it too. And I was like, everything around the vibes, Matt, it was like, this just doesn't feel right. Like the Jets are not going to the playoffs. And now we enter meaningless last game. And listen, Mike White was bad. And he really needed to have two great games, Matt, to have a shot to maybe win the starting job next season. He had to have two solid games and hopefully lead the Jets to the playoffs, at least get two wins to have a shot. Unfortunately for him, and I, I know he's playing with the fractured ribs and, you know, give him credit for even being out there. Doctors cleared him, so you would assume he's good to make the normal throws he can. I mean, at this point, he's fighting for a backup spot next year, Matt. And, like, your hope is that you go out and get a quarterback. Derek Carr is the guy everyone's talking about. Jimmy Garoppolo, we've been talking about for months. The quarterback is not here. They're just The starting quarterback for the Jets is not here. And that's the one spot that this team needs to solve, like I said in my open and one spot that if they do solve, we see the special things around them that they can have success. Sauce Gardner was great again. Brees Hall coming back. Garrett Wilson. There are pieces in place. Maybe the return of Makai Becton. You have pieces around here that make you feel maybe this team can make the playoffs. But once again, they're short at the most important position in sports. Yeah, and that's the frustrating thing because you see the talent and, you know, at the skill positions, Brees Hall earlier in the year, Garrett Wilson uh, on the defensive side of the ball. But there's there's something that you can work with here with this team. And still, it's the it's a tale as old as time with this team. They can't figure out that position. I guess positive spin, at least, you know, that it's not Zach or Mike White. So you don't go into 2023 with that shrug your shoulders. Oh, maybe they'll figure it out. One of those two guys. Uh, I definitely think it's an external option. I think it's a veteran. I don't know how you could draft another quarterback high and hope that they, you know, figure out, figure it out right away and hope that there's no learning curve there. I think it's going to be a veteran. The guys that you listed off make a ton of sense, but uh, I, I guess a positive is that you don't have to pretend that, you know, like one of the guys on the roster can be the guy going forward. Yeah, and I mean, the stories are out there to keep Zach. Well, any story right now about who's on the roster, I mean, you don't even know if LaFleur is going to be back. Like that's going to be something that's going to be discussed. Like we don't know Zach Wilson going to be here. There's also nobody wants him. So it's not like you could just dump him to someone because no one really wants him. A very early look at next year. Is there a name you want? Like, do you like Carr more than Garoppolo? Do you like one guy more than the other? I think Derek Carr is probably the most realistic option. And I'm selling myself on him more as the weeks and days uh, go on here. I think he's okay. I think he's a, top half of the league quarterback, which I don't think Jeff Ann should, you know, scoff at. I trust him more than I do with Jimmy G because injury history. I know Jimmy knows the system. Well, he just gets hurt every single year. I don't think Lamar Jackson is shaking free. I don't know if the 46 year old Tom Brady is the right answer. Aaron Rodgers is intriguing, but I don't know how likely that is. Carr feels realistic. I think Carr would be pretty good here. Does that put them over the top and bring them to a Super Bowl? I don't know, but he would probably be like, without exaggeration, probably the second best quarterback in Jets history. The second he puts a uniform on. Isn't that like my blow? Cause remember like everyone points to how he struggles in cold weather. Well, listen, welcome to MetLife stadium where it's, there's no dome. You're, you're in a dump of a stadium and uh, you know, it gets cold. So that's, that's saying something. If he's this, I, I was thinking today and I tweeted like how much I miss Chad Pennington. Like I grew up on just Chad Pennington and how accurate it was and how inaccurate every Jets quarterback 
has been since from the guy Geno Smith, who they saw to Mark Sanchez to now, you know, Zach Wilson to now Mike White. I'm with you. I'm, I think I'm on the car train more and more as the days go by, despite what I just said, because, you know, he is proven. He does win games. He has a good arm and you have the talent around him that he could be successful. I'll be fine with Jimmy G. I would not be fine if you throw Zach Wilson and Mike White back out there next year. But, you know, it'll offensive coordinator will be big, too. And I'll talk about it with Kaz. What do you think about LaFleur? Do you think uh, they give him the pink slip? Um, see, I would say I lean towards no. I don't think they move on from him. I think they run it back with the same coaching staff. Um, I did a video earlier in the week where I was talking about the Jets and just their lack of continuity at the head coach, offensive coordinator, and defensive coordinator positions. You have to go back to 09, 10, and 11. Last time they had all three of those spots filled by the same per- person each one of those years. And while I don't think uh, LaFleur is amazing. I don't also like, I don't think he's abysmal. I think he's okay. And I kind of want to see what he can do with a normal, like functioning quarterback. The jets got average NFL quarterback play on like, you could count on one hand, how many times they got average quarterback play this year. So uh, while the floor is probably a little bit to blame for that, I also don't necessarily think it's uh, the right idea to just blow it up and try it all over again. And, uh, you know, because then you get in these cycles where you're going through coaches every two years. And I don't necessarily think that's the way to success either. Yeah. I'm on the fence. I think since you're going in a different direction at quarterback, that it would be a decent time to reset, but I could get, not want to shuffle the door again after two years. I saw I don't think is going and I, I don't think he should go, but I mean, the last few games, the offense, and I know the quarterback play has been inept, but like, not one screen, not one reverse, not one flea flicker, not one anything like any sort of creativity. And like, what was the point of Strevler even being active? If you're not going to w- run one play, Matt, like I was just like, why waste the roster spot for him to play special teams? Like uh, to have them think about in the back of their minds. Oh, maybe they have a wrinkle of a Strevler package. Like there would have been a time to use it, you know, third quarter, come out of the gate, throw them out there. If you're going to run it every first down. Yeah, exactly. And the frustrating thing, too, is when you lose LaMarcus Joyner and Will Parks is sitting on the practice squad, who's someone who's filled in for LaMarcus Joyner, because you have that extra roster spot for Strevler and then don't use him, that kind of just adds to the head scratching ness of that of that decision. Where's your, you know, obviously our emotions are again the best of us tonight as we still react. But like, where are you in the season? I said seven wins. Before the season was my prediction, but I didn't want it to happen this way. Um, you know, when you were seven and four, you didn't draw it up like this. Where are you overall in the season? You know, as we put the bow tie, since next week doesn't matter. Like, what's your overall assessment of the season? Yeah, I really don't know how to feel, to be completely honest with you here, Jake, because there was a lot of positivity early on, but this just really leaves a sour taste in your mouth. You know, it feels so long ago when the Jets were, you know, running the ball down people's throat and playing this amazing defense. And yeah, the future is still bright. I mean, you have a lot of really nice pieces under the age of 25 years old. There is a really nice core here, but it's hard not to be disappointed with how this team really limped to the finish line, losing, you know, all these games in a row, five games in a row and a real shot to lose six in a row to a division rival finish seven and 10 after starting seven and four, six and three. Yeah. That huge win against Buffalo, you get to six and three before the bye. things were looking great. And now Again, you're you're limping to the finish line. It's hard not to be disappointed. I had them at seven or eight wins before the season started, but I mean, once they jumped out to you know five and two or six and three, 
I was thinking 10, 11 wins, and uh, this is a very big underachievement at this point. I was ready for the drought to end. 12 years, I was like, this is enough. And now, like, I could say, yeah, there's pieces in place where, oh, they'll be in, in next year, but we have zero idea who is behind center. And that's why there's just so much uncertainty with this franchise where we can agree there's talent and there's positive things. But like until you answer the biggest question in sports quarterback, we can't say that this team's going to the playoffs next year. They'll be fine. They'll they went from four. They went there seven next year. Oh, they'll be a 10. You just can't say that until we know who's there and you know, health. That's the thing. Like this team lost a lot of guys and it seems year after year, they get bit by the injury bug and, you know, part of you goes into this offseason saying, man, what if Brees Hall doesn't tear his ACL? What if Elijah Vera Tucker, which you really saw how much they missed him. Uh, you really saw it when you just saw this offensive line crumble over these last five weeks. Like you you think about where would they have been without those guys? It's going to give you nightmares all, uh, all uh, the rest of the winter, Matt. Yeah, I mean, that Denver game was really, I mean, they came away with the win, but losing Brees Hall and AVT in that one really turned the tides. Uh, this offensive line's in shambles right now. They, they are very hurt. You said it. They had the injury bug again for the millionth year in a row, but this offensive line is going to have to get rebuilt. Uh, they need a, a tackle. Who knows what's going to happen with center if they bring McGovern back. It's hard not to think of the what ifs right now, but I'm with you. Oh, well, we know what we'll be doing January 15th. We will not be watching Jets football that weekend. We will be looking ahead to Tankathon and the draft and scouting. Uh, do, do we want a right tackle? Do we want a receiver? Do we go after a safety? What, what are we going to do in the draft? At Matt O'Leary NY on Twitter, the Just Jets podcast, and subscribe to his YouTube as well to watch all of his reaction. And I'm sure... You'll have us covered all off season long, Matt. Happy New Year. Appreciate you uh, hopping on with me here. Absolutely. Thank you, Jake, for having me on. Happy New Year to you as well. And Brian Castello will join me to put the uh, bow on this Jets season next on Gangs All Here. Now, by no means is there more victories, but in the grand scheme of things, it is we are playing meaningful football late in the season, but also I think we're at the point where we don't care about more victories. We don't care that we're playing meaningful games because we know we're capable of it. Now we need to win meaningful games. And that's, that's what we're, I know every single person in that locker room is going to use this game as fuel, myself included, but right now just it, it, it stings. All right, gang's all here podcast. You heard from Matt O'Leary. Now, before he heads to his red eye flight, we bring in my co-host, Brian Costello. Ah, the knockout punch was delivered, cause by Geno Smith. Now, he didn't play great, but man, I'm sure he feels pretty good about this, and I feel pretty bad. The engagement party, Jake, you're going. <laughs> I'm still not going. I legit, Saturday night, ran into a friend. He's like, yeah, I have a house in Fort Lauderdale, like, and he's a Jet fan. He's like, yeah, you could stay as long as you want. Like, come. I'm like, oh, wow. Free accommodations, a nice house. It's on the water. It's on the beach. I'm like, wow, this is going to end up being a, a week in Miami. I'll bring all my podcast equipment. I'll Just do every show. One from small detail. And then the one little thing was that they had to win. Because, <laughs> I mean, they came out so flat. The defense recovered from the awful start, but. The offense just had nothing. LaFleur had nothing. Mike effing Mike White, as you wrote, had nothing. Not Mike effing White. What a just same old Jetsian performance. Yeah, one Jets fans have seen many, many times, right? And very damning game for the coaches, Jake. I, I thought, you know, this one was – they the team just didn't play. 
You know, the defense, like you said, comes out, gives a 60-yard run the first play, three scores on three first three possessions. Then they said the defense settled in and played pretty well. But, you know, when you have this offense, a 14-point lead feels like 40 points. Jake, they've scored four touchdowns in five games and none in the last two weeks. Like, that, how is that even possible? Doesn't matter who's a quarterback. This offense isn't terrible, and you got to wonder about Michael Floor, Jake. I, I don't know. I, I think I, you know, does Woody Johnson say someone has to answer for this? And is Michael Floor the guy? Yes, please. And he's very close with Robert Sala. I think it's gonna be tough for Sala to fire his best friend's brother. But you know, I, I didn't think before today that Lafleur was in trouble, but that was pitiful today. And they had so much to play for. And they just looked like they weren't even interested in playing. You have joined my side. Fire Mike LaFleur. There was like, I always want to say no trickery. There was none. I mean, why was Streveler active? First off, second off, how do you come out of the half and not try a reverse, try something different? It felt like every first down was a run up the middle. Up the gut. Yeah. I mean, they clearly came out and said, Oh, we got to run the ball. But, and I thought it was working. I thought that the Ty Johnson twist was nice. Putting him in the game worked, right, for a little while. But, yeah, by the second half, you had to go, okay, we got, like, if you were going to run the ball, Shreveler was the guy. Like, I thought in the third quarter, they're still they're down by two touchdowns. It, it felt like the game was over, but they're only down by two touchdowns. Put Shreveler in there and see if he can spark something for you in the third quarter and get, the, like he did last week, and maybe get in the end zone. Um, yeah, I mean, after the game, Salah said the opportunities didn't present themselves for Shrubler, but it was, yeah, you, you know, he, he played kickoff team, Jake, so he did do that. Did they kick off? They kicked off uh, to start the game. And, He's the roster yeah. spot. I was so glad to hear it. You said you didn't think it was going to happen. I was like, why not? And it happens and nothing happened. Like, especially if you, it was 17-6. Like, they were very much in the game coming out of the half. You score there, it's a brand new game. You shouldn't even been in the game. Look, and they move, they get the 30-yard play to Conklin. And they get into into like into the territory of the Seahawks, and then he overthrows, throws it over the head of Corey Davis on third down, and they try a field goal and a long, long field goal, and Zerline misses. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think that they have one trip to the red zone all day, and on that, and they get to the thirteen, and there's a penalty on Dwayne Brown, and they move backwards. Like that's been the story the last few weeks with them negative plays, and this one was just. I mean, the Seahawks are not a good defense, Jake. When you're watching early on, you're like, okay, well, this they're, they're, this is a terrible defense. Like, the Jets should be able to score on them. Six points? Six points? It was unwatchable for four quarters. I mean, I was just like, yeah. what? Is, what is I mean, so this funny? offense is as bad as the, you know, 2020 offense right now, it feels like. That's what it looks like. I, I know the defense is not playing up to the what they set earlier, the standard they set earlier in the season, but – it's hard to kill a defense. <laughs> They're giving up like 20 points, 19, 19, 23. You should be able to, to give up that in the NFL and still win games. And it feels like they have no chance right now because there's, the offense can't do anything. And it seems like it's just a tired team. You know, we talk about college seasons and usually like being in January, some of these young, it's not the young guys. Are. It's not the young guys. Are. Sauce played awesome. Sauce is awesome. Gareth Wilson, you know, he needs a quarterback, but it's the old guys, I think, Jake. I think they're just banged up. You know, another injury on the offensive line. Herbig goes down. They just – that the offensive lines look tired for weeks. The running backs look tired. Other than, you know, Ty Johnson, I thought, gave them a little bit, but Knight hasn't looked good for a while now. You know, they, they just it, – they just don't have enough on offense right now. 
I'm I'm surprised you haven't mentioned. Well, let me uh, check the uh, the old website that rhymes with Rankathon, Tankathon, where the Jets are lucky number thirteen, the lucky number thirteenth pick at seven and nine right now, after losing five straight. Uh, so I, so, what do you want next week, Jake? Do you want them to win and possibly put the Patriots in the playoffs? Right, They're the Patriots Patriots lose, Jets win, the Patriots will be in, or do you want them to just lose and? You know, Miami. I want them to lose and I want LaFleur fired. I I know it's tough to fire. I think you can do it because you're bringing in a new quarterback. You don't let me give you the LaFleur. Let me give you the. the, I I do not. I'm not saying fire LaFleur. I just think it's a possibility now after today. He he did like the quarterbacks are terrible, right? He's been with terrible quarterbacks. Okay. The offensive line is in shambles. They're. Playing their fourth right guard today. They're, they've got four right tackles. They've had three left tackles. Uh, Dwayne Brown is hurt bad. George Fant looks like he can't move. But does that excuse HB dive on every first down? Like, like if we want to go to the Madden play, Madden. Do, do, like it doesn't excuse the piss poor play calling. I'm opinion. just giving you a little. I'm giving you a little argument. You're not wrong, but if, if I'm a, a floor's agent, I'm giving you the argument for. I mean. It's not like he and like when they did have Brees Hall and they did have a healthy offensive line and they've gotten moderate quarterback play, the offense has been okay. Just it's been a while since we've seen that. Salah's safe, right? Like I I assume he's safe because I, I think it'd be I don't like look, you, you do have to right now you're you're we're post game mode, right? So everything is hyper focused on I'm also trying to map out my schedule if we have to do emergency episodes if someone gets fired but you take the take the macro view like you go 50,000 feet right the team is coming off two wins in 2020 four wins last year seven wins is improvement it did they you know they did play meaningful games in December they lost all of them but they played meaningful games which was what kind of the stated goal of the organization I think if you look at it and go in August would I have signed up for a game January 1st to be for the playoffs, you said yes. And so if you look at that, I think he's safe. If Woody wakes up one day and or someone gets in his ear and says, How about Sean Payton, Woody? Should we go out and get Sean Payton? Woody's been known to like shiny things. That's the only way. I, if you, it makes no sense to do it unless you're going to swing for the fences with Sean Payton. It doesn't make any sense to fire Salah and bring in another coordinator here or something like that. He, I think Salah should get one more year, and next year is is playoffs or bust. Yeah, I would agree. Like, I think it's Payton or bust. But I, I think the room to fire Lafleur is there, considering you're going to get a quarterback, and that's the big topic here, Kaz, is that you leave the season having your starting quarterback not on the roster right now. And obviously the Vegas odds have already said it, that Derek Carr's coming to one Jets drive. I don't put much stock in Vegas odds when it comes to like you, signing you know, free agents. Yeah, he's, yeah. No, he's it's guy. Or, or Jimmy G. I think Jimmy G, even if it's not Michael Floor, Sala loves Jimmy G. Like, right, that, he got him to the Super Bowl. So there's an affinity for him. Um, but, yeah, I mean – Look, like I, I wrote back in like April, like what would be this, what would be successful for this season? Like we talked about it back then, and I had three things, like, and they've really achieved two of them. But the third was develop Zach Wilson, <laughs> and that hasn't happened. Do you play Zach Wilson next week, Jake? I start you next week. Can you start next week? Here's my idea. Know. Here's my idea for next week. I'd start Chris Trevler. All four quarterbacks play. Everyone oh gets a ser- everyone gets a series. If you score a touchdown, you stay on the field. All right, we'll go alphabetical order. We'll do whatever you want. Pick it out of a hat. 
if you score, like it'd be like winners and, you know, and pick up basketball, you, you, you score a touchdown, you stay on the field. You got the man eating fire and the elephant too. Is the Ringley Barnum Bailey circus out of a uh, bankruptcy and now going to Miami next week. My God is Hugh Jackman leading the greatest show. I mean, it's not the greatest show. It's the worst show I've ever seen from an offense. That was a disgrace an utter disgrace lifeless from the start. It's on coaching. It's on quarterback. And, you know, I'll blame Mike White, but I also think he was nowhere near 100%. I don't want to make excuses for him, but you could tell he could not make, he could not throw a deep. Like th- those balls were like, were not going far. They also didn't dial up many deep I didn't balls. think it was the deep ball. Though. It was the, the accuracy was just not there, which that's his calling card. He doesn't really throw deep. It's, it's more, he's just, he's great with the accuracy and getting the ball out of his hands. And there was some, you know, some balls today just weren't even close. He was sailing them high. So I, I don't know if it's the rib shake or wearing the, the extra protection, the flak jacket affected him. Yeah. He didn't, he did not look like himself, but I also think, you know, I think Mike White is a very good backup quarterback. I think that's what he is. Very good backup quarterbacks can come in and play well for a few weeks, and then they revert to the mean, and they're going to have a bad week. Uh, that's and I think that's kind of who, who he is right now. Yeah, and we all like him, but like I think he's he's proved that he was good. he was a fun time. You know, it, it's that girl that's like a, a good time for a couple nights, but you wouldn't be able to stand him for the long term. That's Mike White, except he's just a lovable guy. And I was so hyped. I was watching the latest uh, one Jets drive and like he's playing with his kids and like his, his wife or his uh, fiance, I think or wife calls him uh super dad. And I was getting hyped on Friday watching that one. Jets I heard drive. I was prominently featured in this week's one Jets drive. I haven't watched it yet. You were. I think you were just on your laptop. In the, I think I was reacting to the news that uh, Zach was going to start against Detroit, right? Yeah. Everyone yeah. was like, had their Twitter up and, and their yes. phones. And yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Someone walked out of the room, one of the writers. I don't know. Uh, Andy Vasquez, I think. Yeah. From NJ.com. Very dramatic. Yeah. Very, that was <laughs> very dramatic. That was very dramatic. I'm like, he's getting a call. Who could it be? Yeah. It's his source. I was like, wow, this guy's going to win an Oscar. I think he was calling the editor to say, I got I to gotta write something. So, yeah. That was pretty funny. Well, you might be up for an Oscar for an appearance in a one Jets drive. I got so hyped, and now I wake up. New Year's, everyone's hungover, and the Jets season's over. Congratulations. Better start shopping for the engagement present. What's crazy is I said seven wins, and they got seven wins, and they're definitely not winning next week in a game well, that I don't know. for Miami. But Skylar Thompson might be the quarterback for Miami. Teddy Bridgewater broke his finger, Jake. That's what may be even more mad is like the Jets were set up to win next week as well. And and the game's going to mean something for Buffalo because the Chiefs barely won. You know, the Bills are going to beat the Patriots, right? Of course they are. And it's going to set up just perfectly. Bet bet the mortgage on that one. God, I give up on this fan base. Well, Happy New Year. Did you enjoy your time in Seattle? Yes, I had a great time in Seattle. It's great. What did you do there? Starbucks? Oh, well. Pike Place Market, some good meals. You, you know. took your family, right? Just just the wife. Left the kids at home. So oh, nice. yes, a beautiful weekend with the wife in Seattle. And yes. Now you go to Miami, and then you'll take a vacation because there will be no playoff oh, game. You will not I be, going be at the Giants. I might be at the Giants, right in sidebars, Jake. You know. Oh, right? they got you covering the Giants. You still go local. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, it won't be all break, no gas into that playoff uh, parking lot, wherever it is. But uh, we we do have the receipts, Robert. We have them. We're keeping them here for you. We got. All, I had to look around my apartment for receipts to keep. Uh, we'll see you next year. Good God, you really coached that team well to get uh get them up for Seattle. They really did well there. Well, Kaz, happy new year. Have safe travels back.
we'll close out this episode of gangs all here next you know it's we feel like we feel like we we um blew the season for real you know we won a chance at the playoffs and and um you know, I'm pretty sure that, that, you know, this means we're not going. And at the end of the day, that's what we wanted to do, you know, have a chance to prove ourselves beyond that. And, uh, you know, we're not getting it. We didn't get there. So we, uh, we don't feel good about it at all. All righty. Thanks to Matt O'Leary and Kaz for joining me on episode 134 of Gangs All Here, a Jets podcast from the New York Post. And thanks to Andrew Hartz for helping me produce the show. Happy New Year, everybody. Not for the Jets, but for everyone out there listening. We appreciate your support all season long. I've been dealing with sickness, just colds and congestion and headaches. I didn't even drink New Year's Eve. Like, I was having Diet Coke. I went to a bar. I was literally ordering Diet Cokes. God, I was so ready for Miami. I was ready for South Beach. Literally, Saturday night, I'm at the bar. My friend's like, yeah, bro, like, I have a house for Lauderdale. Like, come. You know, we'll go to the game. We'll I'm like, Perfect. We're set! Now the game means nothing! <sighs> just unfathomable how bad this franchise is. It's just year after year after year after year. I, can't, I don't even have enough breath to go through 12 years of just pure ineptitude. Oh, catch up on all episodes you may have missed. The gang's all here by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon, wherever you get podcasts. Subscribe to the New York Post Sports YouTube page and you can watch full episodes of the show there. Follow me on Twitter at Jake Brown Radio. Follow Kaz at Brian Kaz and check out Matt O'Leary, who does a good job covering the Jets as well. Well, only a couple episodes left. Just like that, a blink of an eye. We're almost there to the finish line. In a final week, that means absolutely nothing except draft position. Here we go again. Draft position. We'll do a preview show on Thursday to look ahead to the meaningless game for the Jets, although it means something for the Dolphins, so that you might knock the Dolphins out and get the Patriots in, or you might get the Steelers in now at this rate who are still alive after they just beat the Ravens. I mean, what a world we're in, but one team we know won't be in is the Jets, so we'll have Thursday show, and then likely next Monday we'll kind of put the bow tie on a Jets season on the 12th straight year of not making the playoffs. For Brian Costello, I'm Jake Brown. We will talk to you Thursday. Have a happy new year. Enjoy your new year. We'll talk to you Thursday. Just end the season.